Welcome to the Conscious Relationship Uncoupling and Parenting Summit. It's me, Lucia Gabriela, your host and producer. And today we have the honor to introduce you Lourdes Dashauer, which is an incredible woman. She's amazing. She's fantastic. And I can say that she's one of my teachers too. So before we introduce you, uh, Lourdes, we would like to read you a little bit about her. Lourdes Dashauer is an advanced certified Tantra educator sacred sexuality coach, ordained minister, clairvoyant energy healer, and clinical hypnotherapist. She's the co-founder of the Ecstatic Daikini Practitioner Training Institute, which holds twice yearly certification retreats for women in South Florida. She also conducts private practitioner training for men and women. She awakens pre-orgasmic women, trains and empowers gentlemen and counsels ignite and reconnect couples in her home office in Palm Beach Gardens, Florida, as well as via Skype all over the world. She's the mother of a 24-year-old special needs daughter and a 15-year-old gifted daughter. Her latest frontier is teaching teens how to create sacred connection within their own bodies and how to navigate romantic relationships in a way that honors themselves and their partners while managing their growing libidos with ease and grace. Lourdes has been successfully navigating a monogamous soulmate relationship for the past four years and a half and support others to do the same. It is my honor to introduce you to Lourdes today. Thank you, Lourdes, for joining us in the summit. Thank you so much for having me, Lucia. I'm, it's my honor to be here as well. I'm so excited about all the work you created and all of the ways that you're bringing our precious work into the world as well as your own. So it's really an honor to be here. Thank you. And the topic of today is about raising the emotional and sexual wholeness of our teens through sacred sexuality tantra. But before we dive deeper into that topic, we would like to learn from you, Lourdes. How do you start in this journey of conscious relationship and also conscious parenting? Great question. So in the early 90s, I wanted to my first child and my former husband and I were having difficulty doing that and I had him on the clock you know and so he was like on call my baby making machine and he didn't like that it wasn't great for our sexuality it wasn't great for our relationship and right around that time I discovered Tantra and I brought him in and we started to study it together and it really shifted our ability to create life and our ability to create life in a beautiful way and so I started to study Tantra even more deeply and eventually I became a practitioner and I added that to my existing tool bag as a hypnotherapist and an energy healer. And when that soul was born that was created out of that Tantric alchemy that we created together, I began to weave sex positivity bringing from the beginning, including how long I nursed her and how much I allowed her to decide when to nurse and when to stop and including teaching her that her vagina was called her rosy and the sacred honoring of that rosy by telling her that nobody was allowed to touch it except herself, not even me, not even her daddy, unless she gave us her permission. Permission if I could wash her sacred rosy. And I didn't say sacred when she was very young, but if I could wash her rosy and and so that's where it began. And when she was 18 years old, she, we had a very beautiful open communication. 
And she was dabbling in bisexuality. She wasn't sure yet, but she was interested in it. And I came home one day to watch her watching, to see that she was watching the Black Swan, the movie, in the middle of the sex scene between the two women. And I say sex scene instead of love scene because it was not very loving. And in fact, it was pretty violent. And, and a very, not very nice way for her to see love happening between people, two women, or a man and a woman. And so I decided then and there I need to start really focusing on Tantra with her. The next night, she and I were watching a video together, and we embarked upon a study of Tantra for herself and into her early teens and, and uh, her late teens and early 20s. And when my other daughter was born, I began also right away. And she's an adolescent now. She's 15. And at this point, I'm deciding, you know, I've got something powerful here. I've got something really important to share. And I need to be sharing it with the world. And Spirit was guiding me also. It's time to bring this work into the world because very few people are doing it. And it's so necessary. I find in my daily practice of hypnotherapy and tantra healing, so many people who come to me that are unable to have orgasms or having sexual dysfunction or whichever the two, man or woman, finding out that something happened in their early childhood or something happened in their early teen years that caused these inabilities to feel and these sexual dysfunctions, much of it society and some of it parenting. And so it's time for us to change that culture. And here we are. Thank you. That was beautiful. So we're really excited to learn from you today, Lourdes, and let's do this. Let's learn from you amazing wisdom. Raising the emotional and sexual wholeness of our teens through sacred sexuality. What is sacred sexuality or Tantra? It's the weaving of our sexuality and our spirituality or the uniting of heaven and earth. All of our chakras, our energy centers, our energy vortices, vortexes, connected. It's a deepful, respectful path of honoring the divinity and the sovereignty of ourselves and of each other. And we connect to each other through our hearts and our souls, and we achieve deep emotional and spiritual intimacy. We use breath practices to come into deeper presence with ourselves, our connection to the divine, and our connection to each other. And we learn to move heart energy. And by moving heart energy, we support each other in reaching a higher form of intimacy and ecstasy, together as one, to a much higher place of passion, love, ecstasy, and pleasure. Why is this important for our teens? Our teens need Tantra because most kids learn everything about sex through porn, music, and the media. This is an ad from Dolce & Gabbana, and it looks like the girl is being overpowered and the friends are looking on. Uh, it's really not a positive way for our kids to be learning about sexuality. And you've probably heard the music, and you probably know there is a really high proliferation of porn right now. Kids are starting to watch as early as 11 years old or even younger, and many teenagers are addicted to it. 
Meanwhile, our sex-negative culture shames teens for desiring to have sex or masturbation or for having it with a partner. Teens are taught that that's not acceptable. And all of this severely limits intelligent conversations between children and their parents, teens and their parents, and teens and each other. Sex education in our schools is severely lacking. It's fear-driven. It teaches abstinence but it ignores the important aspects of pleasure, respect, consent, and mutual harmony. And is that abstinence doesn't work without alternatives, and ignorance also doesn't work. In the Midwest, there are churches that are asking teens to create vows of chastity with their fathers. And when they do that, what we found in the research is that it creates oral and anal STDs. Girls are having sex, being pressured by boys to have sex with them or not be able to have a boyfriend. And this is causing them to have sex they're not enjoying, the type of oral and the type of anal sex they're having based on porn is not enjoyable to girls and they're getting diseases from it. Why, how, how does porn do this? It dehumanizes the actors within it and ultimately does the same thing to those who watch it. Into objects to be consumed and forced to perform. And this is what it feels like to the girls who are the victims, so to speak, of the boys who are addicted to porn. And certainly the boys don't mean to make the girls their victims, but this is in essence what's happening as the boys are also victims. Porn reduces people to their parts. So the youth feel inadequate and they wanna be altered or perfected. So boys who don't consider themselves large enough want to have enlargements and girls who don't consider their vaginas to look exactly the perfect way that they look in porn want to have vaginoplasties in order to have themselves perfected. There's no heart connection, there's no apparent love or affection, and no energetic connection. So those of us who feel energy, when we look at porn, it looks like robots. And, and teens who are empathic and are emotionally aware may see that at first, but if they continue to watch it, they're gonna lose all sense of what energetic connection is, what love is, what affection is, and all they see is the images in their subconscious mind the dignity and many would say the divinity of each human soul and when those aspects of us are denied we drop into a lower vibration and a lower level of functioning viewers addicted to harsher and more violent images and less attracted to their peers I've had several men come to me hoping that I will help them to let go of their porn addiction and in so doing, I find out that they are no longer their gorgeous partners because their partners don't look the way the girls in the porn do or don't act the way the girls in the porn do. And, and it becomes very disheartening and very painful for the men as well as for the women. This is an article from a website titled Fight the New Drug. I highly recommend it. It's called Sex Before Kissing, How 15-Year-Old Girls Are Dealing with Porn-Addicted Boys. Here's what we know. 
Boys may ask girls to perform sex acts in exchange for affection. Affection, boys want sex. This is a generality, and it becomes even more so when the boys are watching a lot of porn. And so they use that as a bargaining tool. Some teens begin to see sex as a performance where the boy is the only one who has to receive any pleasure. In this article, they talk about asking the girls, how do you know if a boy likes you? And several of the girls answered, well, if he calls you back after you've given him oral sex, then you know he likes you. About their own pleasure, you find out there really isn't any. There really isn't any attention to the girls and to their pleasure and to what they want. Boys may not offer to please or to romance the girls because that isn't something they've seen done and it isn't something that's been modeled for them so that they don't really know how to do it well. Repeatedly ask girls for nude pictures and threaten to break up with them if they don't comply. Girls are now coming out with these, these uh, calls for help on what do I do? Guys are asking me for nude pictures and, and I don't want to do it willing to take no for an answer and they may resort to violence blackmail or bribery if they are denied if it becomes a very strong drive inside of them so how do we apply the teachings of tantra to teens first i recommend that you heal yourself because transcending your own limited cultural and experiential background supports the healthy unfoldment of your children Generally, men need to learn to open their hearts more, and women need to learn how to open to more pleasure and higher orgasmic ability. And this, again, is a generality. They need to awaken their pleasure more, and some women do need to awaken their hearts more. But in general, there's about a 30% rate of women being able to have orgasms, and an even lower rate of women being able to have orgasms during intercourse. And this is something that can absolutely be shifted for you. And uh, I would find a, a good tantra healer, good tantra teacher, if you want support with that. As you evolve, your children also evolve. And so whatever that you do to evolve yourself, to enhance yourself, is also influencing your children they get it vibrationally they feel you and, and women girls can actually feel in their uteruses what is going on with their mom's uteruses epigenetics tells us that whatever you do in your lifetime to improve yourself is passed on to the genes of your children whether or not you've already birthed those children there's a there's a it's a theory but it's also proven the hundredth monkey theory and that is that when a hundred monkeys on one island were washing their hands in a specific way another island of monkeys across the water they had no contact with each other they didn't share the same exact monkey language in fact they began washing their hands as well through the ethers we have lots of scientific evidence that thought forms carry, that vibration carries, and that energy carries. Children don't listen to the soundtrack. They watch the film. So whatever you say is not as valuable as what they see, who you are, what you project. You can't teach what you don't already know yourself. 
So dive into sacred sexuality, own it, become a walking embodiment of it for your teens through your affection, your eye contact, your heart connection, and your deep respect for your own body and the pleasure of your body. Women, discover the heights of your own pleasure and awaken your higher level orgasms, your cosmic orgasms, your heartgasms. Awaken to multiple whole body orgasms. This is something that I see and practice every day in my private practice and I know that it's possible to go from nothing to 100 if you're open to it and you find and you seek out the right support. Men, learn to open your heart to more love and more emotional intimacy. Learn to bring your sexual energy up to connect it to your heart and your consciousness. And if you desire, learn to have whole body orgasms without ejaculating, which brings a whole new world of amazingness to you because if you can have whole body orgasms without ejaculating, you can have several whole body orgasms. You can choose when to ejaculate and you can expand your longevity, your vitality, things we'll talk about in a moment. Notice the connection between this couple in the picture, their hearts, their third eye points, their entire beings connected in this beautiful web of cosmic love. Couples learn to truly honor and respect each other and learn compassionate communication to decrease the fighting and increase the connection between you. Truly listen and work towards resolution, not blame. There are a couple of speakers on this summit who are speaking about compassionate communication and uh, loving more and fighting less. So I truly hope you'll listen to them as well. You'll get a lot out of that. Use compassionate communication with each other as well as with your children, you enhance their ability to do the same. Remember, they learn by your example. So in this picture, you see the dad yelling at the daughter, and then the daughter is, of course, going to turn around and yell at her boyfriend, which isn't fun for anyone. Talk to them about sex. I'm uninterested. Teens want to be just like their friends, they're going through this push-pull of finding their autonomy and yet wanting to be like everyone else, finding their individuality and yet wanting to fit in. And society teaches them that talking about sex is not okay. Or offer them small sound bites at a time and know that your words are carrying energetic value, only sinking into their subconscious minds and into their conscious minds as well. A healthy ability to communicate about sex will always serve them. When they begin to navigate relationships, they'll be able to comfortably express their desires and their boundaries. And I invite you to watch for signs they've been listening. I have a couple of examples. One is the song, Let It Snow. that talks about the weather outside being frightful and the fire is so delightful. I was listening to this song in the car with my daughter and she said, Mom, please turn off that song. And I asked her why. And she said, well, Mom, first of all, she doesn't want to stay. And he keeps coercing her to stay. And that's not consent. Aha. She was listening. And then there's the menstrual cup story. 
my daughter had been using tampons and, and pads. And one day we went into CVS and she asked me to buy her a menstrual cup. And I was super excited because of everything that means as far as the environment and, and for her own personal use. And I asked her, did your friends turn you on to that? And she said, no, mom, none of my friends would be comfortable putting their fingers in their vagina because you are my mom. She's been listening. Believe your children if they tell you that someone is abusing, is abusing or threatening to abuse them physically, emotionally, or sexually. Support and protect them. Parental disbelief and mistrust only furthers trauma. I've had many adults come to me in my practice and tell me that either they were scared to tell their mom or dad what was happening because they always got blamed for stuff and they weren't believed and they weren't listened to, or they actually did somebody was sexually, emotionally, or physically abusing them, and the parents didn't believe it. Sometimes it was the brother of the mother, or the father, the grandfather, or a, a family friend. Uh, sometimes it was a cousin. Sometimes it was somebody else who was not even related. And parental disbelief and mistrust only furthers the trauma. So it's really important you hold space for them, you love them through it, you protect them, and you get help. What's love got to do with it? Got to do with it. So love has a lot to do with it, except at that time for Tina Turner, who was living with a sexually abusive and physically abusive husband, and that's why she wrote that song. Some people believe that asking teens to wait to have intercourse until they're in love is unrealistic. I disagree. I say, wait until you find someone that you would be okay having a baby with. It's okay to have foreplay, but don't have intercourse until you find somebody that if you got pregnant, you could talk about the alternatives. You could talk about what you want to do about it. Regression hypnotherapy teaches us that a person's initial sexual encounter sets the tone for their experience for the rest of their lives. I find this again every day in my practice. When something is wrong in a person's sexuality and we go into timeline regression, we often find out that something was happening in their first sexual encounter way back or during their teens that has caused them to have these problems and then we go in and we heal them. And the next frontier is, of course, to have those things not happen to them, to have their first sexual encounter be with somebody that they respect and they honor and that can support them in beginning in a sexually wholesome and healthy way. A healthy relationship requires equality, fun, compromise, and setting boundaries, caring, consideration, honesty, respect, genuineness, and happiness. If any of those things are missing, they don't want to go there. Teach your children the sacredness of their pleasure-producing body parts, their sacred gen genitalia. Shame and shadows cannot grow where there is light. We want to really release and decrease the shame culture that we live in. Therefore, we honor the menstrual cycle of our daughters. 
that they are more intuitive and sensitive to their inner voice as the veil between the worlds is thinner during their menstrual cycle. That's why they're sometimes called bitches because they're more sensitive, they're more aware, they're more intuitive, and they don't let people get away with stuff. We're not bitches. We are more intuitive. Take that on. It's yummy. Teach them the sacredness of their yoni, their sacred space, and then no one should be allowed to enter their sacred temple without cherishment, respect, and tenderness. And here's why. This on the left is your clitoris. It's not the tiny little round piece that you can see outside of your body. It has a head, a shaft, and legs. Looking at the, the picture on the upper left now. And you also have vestibular bulbs, which are part of your clitoris. And you have your urethral sponge, which surrounds your urethral tube. And you have your perineal sponge in between your vagina and your anus. And everything in this picture on the left is only here for your pleasure, women, and for your daughter's pleasure. I show you what's even more important, and that is that at rest, the clitoris looks like it does in the top picture, where it's kind of small, and things are not really touching. They're not really connecting to each other. In the middle picture, you see a woman's vulva, her sacred parts, in mid-arousal. This is the moment when she's ready to have her clitoris touched. At the bottom, you see a woman in full arousal, and this is the, the moment that she's ready to be entered. Or with a penis, a wand of light, which I'll explain later. And so if a girl is trying to touch her own clitoris, at the top level or a boy is trying to touch her clitoris at that level she's not ready she's not going to feel much pleasure it's until mid arousal which happens by kissing and fondling the breasts and saying words of love and adoration and then touching the outside of the lips and then eventually taking her to where she's ready to have her clitoris touched and her clitoris is saying yes and then eventually even more to the point where the inside of her yoni, her sacred space, is saying yes, that's when she's ready to be entered. First, that self-pleasuring is positive and healthy self-care. The more they know their pleasure and they own their ability to give themselves pleasure, the less likely they are to fall prey to guys who don't treat them with adequate respect and cherishment. And they need to learn how to arouse themselves in this way so that when they're not aroused enough, they can say to the boy, you know what, I'm not quite ready. In the case of a woman, expose your girls to information about their erectile network and their arousal anatomy. These two pictures come from Sherry Winston's amazing text, A Woman's Arousal Anatomy. I highly recommend it for you and your daughters. Expose your daughters to all of this information and support their understanding that solo orgasms are healthy. Anyone to give them an orgasm. This is the beauty of this training. They're not gonna become more sexual, they're gonna become more autonomous and more able to say no if the boy isn't truly giving them what they want. 
Teach your sons to honor their lingam, their wand of light. This is the sacred name for the lingam, wand of light. It's a powerful, beautiful instrument and men need to learn to honor themselves in this way. Teach them to honor, respect, and care about the desires, the boundaries, and the needs of the girls that they date and the sacred instrument that they own in their bodies. Teach boys about retaining their seed while honoring their need for pleasure. If a young man ejaculates daily, he's adversely affecting his mental acuity, his energy, his ability to focus, and eventually the longevity and vitality of his sexual function. This as well. They need to learn to injaculate, or they can learn, let's say, let's not put any shoulds or needs, but they can learn to injaculate, which means they're experiencing high levels of orgasm on their own using breath practices and muscular contractions. I teach about this in my DVD titled Tantra Practices for Divine Ecstasy, which is available on my website. And another great resource is Montak Chia's The Multi-Orgasmic Man. I highly recommend. When men and boys learn these arts, they no longer have the pressure inside of them to pressure a woman into any act because they also can create their own high-level pleasure. Your children are young. Teach them consent and boundaries in a way that helps them understand that their body and their desires are not naughty. Their bodies and their desires are private, yes, and precious. Allow them to express their no. Teens who were never allowed to say no to their parents have a much more difficult time saying no in general. This is especially true for girls. Teach them that if something doesn't feel good in their gut, it isn't good for them. And a great way to teach them that is by modeling that you don't do anything that doesn't feel good in your gut. So if your teenager asks you to let them borrow the car and it's late at night and you don't think that it's the right thing to do in this moment, you can say, you know what, that doesn't feel good in my gut and I don't do anything that doesn't feel good in my gut. So I'm sorry, right now you can't borrow my car. That's going to circumvent or prevent what you see in this picture on the left where in the olden days, the wife had to say to her husband, oh, not tonight, honey, I have a sore toe. Today, she can say, not tonight, or if it's coming invasively, no. Google consent and tea. It's a wonderful British cartoon video and it teaches children, and, and it's lovely and it's funny, and it teaches them that yes means yes, and no means no, and maybe means something doesn't feel right at the moment. So therefore, maybe is no. Most importantly, this short video teaches you that people are entitled to change their minds and say no, even after they've said yes. This is so common in my practice to find that wives or girlfriends are allowing sex to happen when they're not having pleasure for them because they feel like they have to. And I teach them to learn how to have pleasure and to learn that when you don't feel like it for any reason, ask for what you want. And if you still don't want it, then maybe it's time to say 
not at the moment. Don't stop cuddling or hugging your teens when they hit adolescent. The affection makes them thrive and become more independent. It's when parents stop showing affection, and therefore they're more prone to seek it elsewhere. They have to replace you quicker if you all of a sudden aren't willing to cuddle them or hug them. If you are comfortable with your own sexuality, you can allow the affection to continue without sexualizing it in your own mind. So there doesn't have to be this abrupt disconnection. Oh my God, my daughter's growing breasts, now I can't hug her anymore. Feel the hard energy between you and keep your intention high and you can keep hugging. And the final lessons from Tantra are to counter the porn-driven media and the music by showing through example. Show them what honoring, respect, consent, and positive sexual energy between partners looks and feels like. Teach your sons that watching porn can ruin their ability to formulate loving relationships with girls. Teach your daughters to say no to boys who are not respectful of their needs, their desires, their boundaries. If a boy keeps asking a girl for an act of sex or nude pictures without offering to give her romance and pleasure and love, that should be a red flag that he's not worth her time. Both that every act of sex should feel good to both parties. If a girl isn't enjoying oral, vaginal, or anal sex, she should say no and ask for what she needs to make it pleasurable. A lot of girls will not enjoy anal sex. There was an article recently in Teen Vogue teaching how to have anal sex, teaching that there are something like 20-something thousand nerve endings inside the anus. Well, guess what? For many girls, there aren't that many pleasurable nerve endings in the anus. And honor what feels right to them and what feels good. More lessons about Tantra. If you have a partner, freely exhibit non-sexual displays of affection. Allow your children to recognize that you and your partner are sexually attracted to each other. It's great. And my generation, when we hit adolescence, when we started finding out about sex, we all said to each other, my parents aren't doing that because of the hush-hush shame culture. ...about your partner as well as your children's other parent, if applicable. Encourage your teens to self-pleasure slowly, consciously, and with self-love. Breathing deeply and enjoying it as an act of sensuality without the goal of getting off. They'll be training themselves for the type of connection they eventually hope to create with their partner. Most important, intimacy is not purely physical. It's the act of connecting with someone so deeply you can feel it and see into their soul and into their heart and they into yours. The offer that I'm going to give you as the summit special is to receive 20% off of any of my products or services, 20% off of my DVD, which teaches all of the concepts for men and women, important breath practices that you can use. Receive 20% off of a private Skype or an in-person session, or 20% off of any of my upcoming retreats for men, women, or couples. You can also receive $100 off of my practitioner training certification program. 
I don't have a direct link for a discount on my website, so please email me at lordistantra at gmail.com. Thank you for listening, and happy endings. Thank you, Lourdes. That was amazing and beautiful and really well orchestrated. <laughs> so you referred uh, a lot to moms, and we also in our society, we know that there are many parents out there who are single dad raising girls. What are your suggestions for men who are raising little girls when it comes to sexuality? Ah, oh, that's an excellent question. Yeah, so when it comes to little girls, pretty much the same thing. You know, if a man is bathing his little girl, also let her know that he is not allowed to touch her private Rosie, nor is anyone else without her permission. And he's teaching her how to bathe herself so that she can bathe herself and so that she can understand that this is a private space. Uh, when she reaches menstruation, it's the same thing. It's teaching her how precious her menstrual cycle is, how precious that she is more intuitive and more insightful. Hold her with such beauty and such grace. You know, give her flowers on Valentine's Day. Let her know how special she is. Hug her and hold her dear to your heart and keep the energy between you very clear and very pure and very heart-centered. And keep yourself very clear and pure by moving your own energy through your body so that you are coming from your heart. Reality whenever you connect with your daughters. Thank you. And for parents who had experienced some kind of like abuse, especially sexual trauma in the household, and and they have witnessed, I wouldn't say witnessed, but they have become aware that the child itself has been sexually abused by somebody in the family. What are your suggestions of how to help the child to heal and what could they do to preserve the security, the safety, and the sacredness of her well-being at home? Yeah, and, and so I do want to mention that this can happen to a boy too. So let's say that either the daughter or the son, the parents become aware that they are receiving or have received sexual trauma or sexual abuse from somebody. If it's somebody within the household, as in one of the other parents, there needs to be an immediate support and protection, which means an immediate understanding to the child that this is never gonna happen again, and that might mean that you need to separate from the other parent the ability of them to be alone with that child. And having that parent apologize very deeply and very sincerely to the child and to let the child know that it is never going to happen again, that they did something very wrong, that they're deeply sorry for it, that it pains their heart, to have done that and ensure them that it will never happen again. And then they need to get some therapy. So I recommend that the parent who's the perpetrator get some very serious therapy and the child also gets some very, very high level 
psychotherapy and support, and that the parents ensure them that they are protected, thank them for speaking their truth, and that this will be handled, and that they're not alone, and that they're on their team, and they're going to make sure that it never happens again. In addition to that, let them know that this was not the way that it's supposed to be, and that there are many beautiful possibilities, and those possibilities come from love and respect and consent. And that's when to go into consent and, and let them know that their parts are very private. Uh, but not minimizing, so let me just restate the importance of therapy, the importance of some really solid help. So it's not just about saying, you know, I'm sorry, and saying this is never going to happen again, but getting serious support for both of them. And then I, I'm not going to give legal advice because I'm not a legal person, but there needs to be a decision as to how are you going to protect them and whether or not you're going to press charges and how are you going to really create a sacred space where this can never happen again. Thank you. And when you talk about porn, if a parent finds out that the child is watching porn, what would be the, the greatest way for them to help them um, to, to address it without shaming them? Because a lot of in, in, in culture, even in the sexual oriented community, there's still some shame when it comes to porn. And, and, and there's still so much, uh, so much to say about that. And as a parent, how can we help a kid to, if they have experienced it already, to lessen it little by little, what tools could you um, suggest for parents to teach that to the kid or even for themselves? That's a really important question. I'm so glad you asked that. I would start with, wow, I can see that you're fascinated by this. And of course you're fascinated by it. Sex is the most beautiful, the most creative life force. It's the most amazing experience in the world. And I have a better way. Are you interested in finding out a better way and what's possible? And then talk about energetic connection, love connection, what that feels like, what it feels like when a woman is having whole body orgasms. And of course, if you're having them, you can even say it feels like this in your body and oh my God, and it's so different. And it's a cosmic connection. And when a man has a whole body orgasm and his eyes roll back into his head and his body is just flowing with ecstasy and energy, and when there's so much love between the two of them that they just have this cosmic union that connects them to God and connects them to divine and to everything. Are you interested in finding out about that? Chances are they're going to say, well, yeah, because <laughs> they're usually aware of the limitations and they're, and they're usually on some level, even if it's a subconscious level, they're aware that this is not the most beautiful way. And you may have found out about this when they already were aware that it wasn't positively affecting their relationships. I love how you really are into your body and your orgasmic energy. <laughs> it's really beautiful to see it. I live it. Yeah, it makes a big difference. And when you really own it into your body, 
it becomes extra genital. So I can be orgasmic just sitting here in this chair. And you may have noticed that my body moves in these waves. It's not something that I'm producing on purpose and it's not a nervous tick or anything that's wrong with my ability to stay still. It's my connection to the earth. It's my connection to Kriyas, which are powerful waves of energy that are moving through me that connect me to heaven and earth and to my divine pleasure that's extra genital. Beautiful. <laughs> we can talk forever with Lourdes, uh, but we would like to ask you last question. What would be your message, your golden message to all the parents that have been following us in this amazing summit as the last word of wisdom? Love yourself. Find love within yourself. Heal the love between yourself and yourself and find your own orgasmic pleasure because that is the foundation of who you are. And when you find that orgasmic pleasure and that connection to the cosmos, it empowers you in all aspects of your being. Everything, it's who you are. Thank you. Thank you, Lourdes, for joining us in this summit. Thank you very much. My pleasure and honor. Okay. How can we find you again? You can find me through www.tantrahealerflorida.com and you can email me at lourdestantra at gmail.com, which is on my website. My website has my phone number. It has my email address. And you can even click a button that says contact Lourdes and that goes directly to me. And you can ask me for that discount on any of my products and services. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. So we thank you, our amazing community, for joining us to another amazing episode of this summit, the Conscious Relationship Uncoupling and Parenting Summit. So we'll see you in the next episode. See you next. Bye. <laughs>